along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink, at least for another three more days. And with me, all the way from across the pond, is the amazing ghost hunter, Steve Parsons. You're suffering, aren't you? It's the Halloween season, it's really getting to you. Yeah, whatever. So, how are you? You know me, there's no point in complaining. I've been a busy bee there. Because um, Ghostology has gone off to the typesetters. Uh, and that's all finished now. So, Excellent. Yeah, so just getting ready for Halloween. Oh, and thank you and Janet very much for the Halloween card. I've uh, never seen them in the UK. Um, so that was a nice have surprise today. Cards? No, that was a, no, that was a really nice surprise today. Seriously? Yeah, I've not, not seen them before. It's probably me, you know. I mean, I, I've never seen candy corn, but everybody else yeah. had. Yeah, you know, uh, Jed had a couple candy. of... Jed had put a couple of quid in it, but he took it out before he sent it. I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't blame you. But then, you know, I'll retaliate by sending a copy of Ghostology and something nice for Janet, so... Uh, oh, yeah, just... Uh, I know, I know. Special. I know. Whatever. Well, you still got Anyways. that other, you still got the other wobbly leg on the. the yeah, I know. Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah. I'm excited because I've got dining with the dead under the hunter's moon tonight, so uh, ooh, that's always ooh. good. We'd have a steak tips again. I am having a uh, big squad, actually. Yeah, I, you know me; I'm really predictable. Yeah, I know oh, that. I have <laughs> yeah, I have Mind you, shuffle. I've got to say the window is the most of tips I've ever bought. Mm, that good. Uh, it's the number one seller, but it's exciting. Uh, should be a fun time tonight. We're going to talk about some of the places that I've investigated, some of the a little bit of Jeez, evidence we how collected. How long is that going to take? You're going to be uh, there, aren't we? Yeah, well, you know, it's a, it's the uh, you know condensed version. So there you go. Oh, so, right. so it's only good. And and we're going to play. Months. Going to play your favorite guy, K. Huh? K. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't say no more, but uh, yeah, I think. I know that. exactly what you Well, it's available, you know, people can. I know, but we've got uh, lots we've... of uh, mileage out of it, and I appreciate it. That's true, that's true. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we have a guest today. We do. A uh, yeah. guest who's, who we've uh, we victimized once before. Uh, this is uh, because it's Ghost Chronicles International. Oh, I like wait, to, wait. you know, try and find international. Before we do that, I, I have to report that uh, we actually shattered some person's life. Uh, they had, you know, all interested in ghosts, and they had oh, evidently got a beautiful picture of a, a lovely, um, unexplained ball of light, and we kind of poo-pooed her on the ear. <laughs> so they're kind of, um, they? uh, yeah, disenchanted with us, so... There you go. Mm. Do I sound bothered? Uh, well, whatever. 
But did you see the nice reply I gave to the lady who emailed you by mistake from the Coast to Coast show that no, I did on knows, uh, you know, Saturday night? Do you know who the, who the brains did, are? Do you notice that was a nice, rep a nice reply? Then? It was long. It, well, it had to be. I mean, you know, you get value for money. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what you get for going on Coast to Coast. It's not my fault. Oh, do you know that show? I, I'm sorry, but if, if you're listening Coast to Coast or you know, take the adverts off, you know, come on, please. Do we really need that many? It was like talking in sound bites in between the ad breaks. That's good. Well, it's terrible. It's like doing Most Haunted Live. Hey, you, couldn't, you, like, you got 30 seconds of us and then an ad break. Yeah, somebody's going to pay the bills. I know. It must be huge I, bills. I, and I know, I know, I'm sure you had a big speaker's fee, too, for being on, so. <laughs> Anyways, we do have a guest, so I, I, I disrupted you once, and yeah. we have this gentleman who we've had on the show before. Hey, uh, about a year ago, I think it was. Mm -hmm. But you say it's in keeping with the, the international uh, uh, flavor of the show, because our guest tonight uh, is English. He keeps getting thrown out of different countries. He does, he does. I mean, he's been deported. He's been well. I think Homeland Security finally let him in. But he's English. He started uh, here. Then he went to Germany. Uh, then he escaped to Canada. They threw him out. He went back to Germany for a little while. Um, and now I understand he's holed up in Phoenix or just outside Phoenix in Arizona. Okay. Nobody goes here. Uh, That's a good place. Well, where he's still successfully running the very, very popular uh, Paranormal World Facebook group, which has a uh, twelve something thousand followers and is a a good source of uh, information and news stories uh, um, for those with a broad base of paranormal interest. And he's now also a ghost hunter with. Uh, well, who are you with, Dave? Dave, welcome, Dave Blank. Uh, evening, Steve. Um, afternoon, Ron. Um, and morning, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just here, just had my coffee, you know. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with PAPS at the moment. That's Phoenix, Arizona Paranormal Society. It's a seriously bad acronym. Mm. Uh, well, I'm... Uh, don't, don't, don't smear it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should really tell them. Well, we're, we're perhaps for sure. We're perhaps for sure. So. I'm sure That's you nice. are. That's nice. <laughs> Thanks. Um, we're, right along. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a non-profit. Go on, go on. Fire away. No, no. No, I'm, no, I'm, we've I'm all done. moved on now. Yeah. Keep up, Dave. No, we're, we're a non-profit. Um, we're a non-profit organization, so we don't make anything off our investigations. Um, we just like to um, validate people's claims and whether or not they're having paranormal activity or not. We do, to, to promote PAPS, we do a lot of fundraising events for local businesses and charities here in the Valley. So we've got quite a wide appeal in, in this area. And the whole of Arizona. So Excellent. That's, that's why I applied for them. You know, you can only apply for the best. So um, I'm glad uh, they, <laughs> they took me on board. So. Wait a minute. Did you have to take tests or was it a really rigorous training? Or I'm not, not sure how that. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't so much a rigorous training, but I, I probably would have had to wait a few more months where I may have had um, the opportunity to to meet the team and try out, but. I think 
um, Rod, the team team uh, leader, so to speak, um, mm -hmm. he, did, he did a bit of research on me, and he was quite impressed. So uh, I think they they think I'm going to be a good addition to the team. So I'm quite happy about that. So what you what will your expertise be? Um, uh, what would my logical explanations deep <laughs> deep debunking where I love that word debunking I hate that word <laughs> that's why I said it Steve red flag <laughs> but um you know a good that's dose in Nevada of, fair enough <laughs> just a good dose of logical thinking and you know explain things away away where mundane explanations are there you know instead of you know jumping to conclusions mm -hmm. you know so is what I mean? Why why is it that ghost hunters have this desire to debunk, and and what they're actually doing is, is you, usually the exact opposite, or what they're trying to do is usually the exact opposite, but they sell it as debunking. Mm. Why do you think that might be? Um, and I can only imagine that you know a lot a lot of the accounts actually get embellished and, and pushed up and hyped up, and you know where. Maybe a location has some activity. The next thing you know, doors are creaking, but you know, it's an oily door, or you know, there's a there's a leak in the ceiling. But yet, you know, there there's so many mundane explanations for what people perceive as you know a haunting. But we just like to go in there and clear that out of the way first, and then see what we're left with. Yeah. After you ticked off all the boxes, as my good friend Richard Felix used to say. Yeah, you could say that. You could say yeah. that. There is a man that's ticked many boxes. <laughs> <laughs> none of them. <laughs> yeah, none of them in the paranormal investigation. <laughs> uh, sorry, Richard. <laughs> He's, I'm waiting. Do you remember we had Richard on the show, what was it, about 18 months ago, and he said, oh, I'll call you next week. Huh. Huh. Well, he didn't say what next week. That's true. Anyway, moving along, uh, so the website's still going strong, uh, 12,000 or so. Uh, 13,200, Ron, sorry. Not to be exact, right? Yeah. 12,000 by the end of this hour. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the page is still uh, is going well. Um, Tell people a little bit about this website. I know you've been on before, but we have new listeners all the time, so... Well, um, we're a, we're a closed group on Facebook. Um, you can look for us. Type in Paranormal World Group. Um, we're a community of about thirteen thousand people. Um, um, I've been running it for just under two and a half years now, and it's it's been a learning experience. Um, I've been keeping up with you know the the stories in the media, and 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 gradually over time I've. You know, I've kind of got it to an art of the serious stories people want to read and not the esoteric, new age, however you want to put it. I try and keep that away from the page. So oh, that's, that's good. We're quite a, let's say, I'd like to say, well, in fact, I wouldn't like to say, but we're quite mainstream. You know, mm -hmm. we could, could say that. No, that's good. I'll, I'll say one thing that I have noticed, uh, because obviously, as Dave uh, is aware of, I've been... Uh, a member of Paranormal World for well, not long after it started, um, but I've never changed. A, a change in Dave, actually. Um, 
because not so much the posts themselves, although they have gone a little, uh, you know, they have uh, clearly changed over the years, but in the comments that Dave makes. And, and somebody, when I was in Ireland, was saying the same thing. The longer you're an investigator, the more cynical and hard-bitten you become. And that's certainly, I've noticed that change in you, Dave, uh, in the comments you make on some of the posts. Um, uh, uh, you seem to be becoming more sceptical. Is that actually the case, or is that just something you're posting? Um, I, I will say, regarding the media and the stories that are being pushed out there, I have to say, yes, I am more sceptical. Mm. But, you know, I will say that I still believe in the magic that is out there. You know, there are still genuine accounts, genuine stories. And, and that's really what I'm looking for. It's not the, you know, the, the viral stories, the hoax. It's just, you know, being perpetuated for week after week. You know, I try and avoid that stuff. So. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Makes are, you sense. Still as tar- are you still as harsh on the television ghost hunting shows? Because I remember the very early days, um, in fact, you could get yourself banned from paranormal work by saying you're the most haunted. <laughs> You never let this one go, Steve. Never let it go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's a review review of uh, Paranormal World's progress after three years. Yeah, I guess you could say that. But, um, I mean, I'm not so harsh anymore. Um, I've noticed Most Haunted, um, you know, that show, Most Haunted. Um, I've noticed they've come back and they're trying to be a bit more of a serious outfit now. But, you know, (coughs) trying, trying. (laughs) Trying is a good word. Yeah, um, but you know, I, I let people believe what they want want to believe. If people ask my opinion, I'll, I'll give them it. You know. Oh, good, because I've got to ask your opinion. Actually, <laughs> just we just had this uh, discussion a couple of shows ago about this gentleman from Boston area who invented this this uh, amazing device that captures poltergeists. Have you read anything about that? Um, no, I haven't, Ron. I'm sorry. Oh! I, I am pretty up to date with the, the current news stories, but um, fill me in on that a little bit, please. You want to take that, Steve? His name is Robert Bess. He's based in New England, and he claims from 2002 to have created a device uh, which in which he can capture ghosts and poltergeists. However, <laughs> the early devices just, you know, destroyed the destroyed the trapped entity but he now claims to have captured one earlier this year which uh, is intelligent but evil because it really doesn't like him and won't answer to him Um, but it must be a very strong entity because it survived inside the ghost trap and is uh, alive and well uh, by all accounts Um, (laughs) his accounts his accounts of course Uh, it goes back to an incident Batty seems to have had with, I can't remember, can you help me out here, Ron, the name of the, the ghost show that threw him off for faking or allegedly faking um, his evidence, and then he came back with this, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get my own back, I'll prove to you that I can catch a ghost. Um, uh, I can't and, recall the name. It's, yeah, it's it one goes of back to one of the, I don't one mention of the, those shows, I don't like to give them any credence on the earth. So. Oh, okay. Um, but one of the shows... With the exception of most haunted. In fact, we could probably find out if we Google it. Um, but Robert, isn't Bess, it on our page? Wait a minute, isn't it on our it page? It should be. It should yeah. be. But yeah. Uh, but uh, he had fallen out with one of the the shows. Um, and Something about uh, catching him throwing his K two meter. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but now he claims to have, which as I said at the time that um, yeah, this this guy clearly has made a discovery and a breakthrough uh, way 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 beyond anything else in psychical research. The guy, oh, yeah. you know, should yeah. be up in line. Yeah, for it's a Nobel like Prize. Yeah, it's just amazing. Well, in order to catch them, he has to know what it is. So, you know, since two thousand and two, this guy's been holding out on us. So, so how how is he actually tracking the ghost through through uh, an electrified oh, no. vacuum or, or something? Oh, like it's, that? A, it's a bit. It's a big, big cage. It's a glass it, it, cage. Yeah, it's a big it's glass cage. It's something something to do with electromagnetic fields. Uh, yeah. and that's all. That's that's all the article says. Um, and it's, it's remote. It can like wheel around and stuff. It's got this little remote control. It can wheel around. <laughs> Like R two D two. I mean, you really have to take a look at it. I mean, I know it's difficult for you to comment on something you you yeah. know little about. So uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, you, I'm sure you can find it. Uh, it. I know it was on our page. On uh, definitely it was on it's our the page. national page. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll check that out, Ron. No problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love, to, love to know what you think about it. Just well, I'm, I'm on the Ghost Chronicles page now, so I'll leave a comment. Oh, is it is it on there? Uh, it is. If you go back to the week of the Marla show, which is two weeks ago. Two weeks okay. ago. Okay. Okay. Uh, but we have a question. While whilst Dave is frantically scrolling back to uh, appear to have his finger on the pulse of social media, that's what we like to do. We like to keep, yeah. uh, put everything. them on the keep them keep them like. But we have a, a comment from Nathan in the chat room. Paranormal in the media today trending on Facebook. The owners of the Conjuring House in Rhode Island are apparently suing Warner Brothers for damages since the film has been released. Oh, that's too bad. Mm. There you go. Uh, there you go. But we also have, um, this week, um, the news feed that an American realtor is now selling or certifying properties for sale that are ghost-free. Uh, I actually was contacted by someone to do that. Uh, how could you do? I don't know. I wouldn't certify it. They were asking to. They heard it was haunted. They wanted to buy the property. They wanted me to go in and tell if it was haunted or not. Which the thing is, you go round there and the ghost has gone out. You know, to the mall. That's or... a slippery little slope to be sliding yeah. down on. Because it could all that... it could backfire horribly, couldn't it? I mean, you know, the day you go round, the ghost is hiding or it's gone to the mall or you know, visiting one of his friends and. So it's not haunting the place. It's gone out for the day. I think I think you're opening up a can of worms there. If, if that's just, you know, I don't think that's anyone, anything that anybody can guarantee. Just like so, are you uh, have you noticed because you've been, you know, to you've been in Germany, you've been in Canada, and now you're in the USA in, in, um, in the freezing uh, wastelands of Arizona. Uh, <laughs> have you noticed any difference between? Have you noticed any difference? Between ghost hunting in the three countries, um, I, I will say I have, and um, it's not not to be too crit critical to my American colleagues, but yeah, oh, okay. sorry, sorry, Ron, sorry, Ron, um, but um, I think the methodology here is a little bit harder and faster than probably what you know what I'm used to in Europe, and maybe even so in Canada a little bit more. Um, um, I'd just say... Fight harder and faster. Well, uh, I mean, I don't want to be too critical, but... You can be. You know. Okay. Oh, <laughs> we, That's we what the show is all about. You know, my, just want yeah. opinions. 
Ron, Ron, my team is listening, and I will get it in the neck. Hello, team. <laughs> Hello, Paps. Change your... Yeah, Paps, it's your acronym. It's really bad. We can, uh, we can put you on the uh, witness identification program. We'll, we'll have a voice changer. Can we change his voice, uh, Lisa? <laughs> Actually, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what we can do. Uh, Paps, if any of you are listening, if you go to toggynet.com and log into live chat, you can grill Dave. <laughs> All right. And we, can discuss your, and we can discuss your terrible acronym. <laughs> well, uh, going, well back, going back to it, Ron. Go on, so Dave, Sorry. as the next member of Paps, I was just going to say, as the next <laughs> member of Paps. Go on. Um, I, I just, I don't know. That it depends on the location where, where we're at, depends how much time. I find that there, there's maybe a bit, you know, equipment's really important, but I think the equipment is too often too much relied on, you know, you know in the form... Firstly, divination and actually establishing some sort of contact. What I personally noticed is that people will go in there, put down all the equipment, and let's go. You know, rather than giving it a bit of time, you know, you want you want to entice them out. Um, I mean, I'm not a medium, but spending a bit of time in the environment, sitting down, maybe an hour. We all we all know that. You know, ghosts don't dance when we decide that they dance. You know, so to to actually feel the location and and just sit there and concentrate a little bit. You know, that's that's what I'd like to bring into Paps, maybe a little bit more. But again, it's it's all on time pressure and you know the environment we're in at the time. I hope I, hopefully I put that quite well. Actually, yeah, you did. Sure. I mean, I. I like I like that idea of uh, sorry Ron uh, I like that idea of just sitting there um, because it smacks hugely of what of what I do on ghostology which um, which as you know I'm a strong advocate and supporter of put the equipment away until you need it. That's right. That's right. Unlike yes. Ron. See, I like the uh, shotgun approach. Yeah, we know. Has <laughs> just called me Eddie arrived yet, Ron? Uh, no, it's not going to be available oh. to the 28th, so, which means I'll have to give it to my wife to give it to me for Christmas. So <laughs> I blew my window. <clears throat> I'm not. Mm-hmm. Black Friday. Yep, that's what it is. So, anyways, um, Dave, yes. Uh, so you, you think that the American ghost hunters pretty much are, are too rambunctious in their investigating? Well, I, I don't want to say that, Ron, because, you know, my team have got results. And, and since 2003, you know, they've been going strong around here. So I'm not saying that it doesn't work, that technique. I'm yeah, just saying that... If you call your team. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but, um... There's this team. He's part of it. Yeah, but the ch- yeah, but the chairman is now getting really, really crop. Probably when he hears this later, oh, I'm sure he'll get a few sharp words. But um, where where were we? Yeah, um, sorry. They do get results. They do get results. So um, I won't dispute that they do. But um, maybe we'd get better results if we were a bit more um, empathetic, or you know, if we could 
you know, spend a little bit more time. Let the atmosphere breathe? Is that what you're saying? That's the one. That's the one. And, but don't and all also, teams get, but don't all, all teams get results, Dave? I was going to ask him about what, what, what constitutes results. That's, that, that's what I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, every team goes yeah. out in an investigation, you come back with results. You've only got to look at them in the Yeah. That's true. Amazing um, ones, usually. Especially well, majority. Maybe we'd get, you know, better class A EVPs, for example. You know, better, more, more personal con uh, experiences. It, it's difficult when, when, when you go into a room and you've got four, five, six people there. It can be difficult getting a response out of a, out of a spirit. You know. Yeah. Purely overwhelmed. Well, it, isn't that just kind of contradicting what you said earlier, though, about the the, the mission statement is to debunk because any result if it's a negative result it's still a good result from a research basis uh, um, or are you only counting results when they're positive in terms of a spirit response and how do you demonstrate it's a spirit response anyway ah, that, that's that's difficult but um, well, you started it <laughs> well in intelligent response we, I think we, we know how what an intelligent response is and what isn't an intelligent response. I don't know if you've checked our website, uh, Steve, but we've got, we've got quite a lot of evidence there which speaks volumes, some of it. Um, not all of it I would agree with, um, but that's interpretation, you know. Um, there's, some, there's some pieces of equipment that I'm not a big fan of, you know. Name them, name them. Spirit box, uh, the oh. Oculus. Um, for example, that I'm not a big fan of them. They, to me, that doesn't prove anything. But yet, for other teams, mm, okay. you know, a, an intelligent response on the Oculus is evidence. You know, to me, that that doesn't work personally. Uh, well, to some, you know, to some, I, a medium's response is evidence, and to some, it isn't. Mm. It's all it's all your own some personal interpretation. Yeah. Oh, the Kabbalah, right? Yeah. I'm telling I mean, you, Steve, that's the next big pieces of equipment. I'm telling you, every team's going to have their own Kabbalah board. This is like Back to the Future, isn't it? We'll be, uh, we didn't get the hoverboard, but we'll all be going back to 67 to get the Kabbalah. <laughs> the Kabbalah, it's the next hot thing, I'm telling I know you. I know as we're coming up to the ad break, um, yeah. you know, but it is interesting, this idea of where, where, who sets the bar? Where is, where is this bar for what's acceptable evidence and not? And I like bars. Dave did rightly, you know, I, I've always been critical of the ghost boxes and the, the, the busted radios, but at the same time, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater because you could have a, you know, sometimes they can sneak up and bite you. An interesting experience, perhaps? Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, that's, we, we can talk about that after the ad break and ask for Dave's opinion on what happened to me at Fort Constitution. Yeah, that could be. But anyways, uh, well, I guess we're coming up, so we might as well just yeah, call it just, right now. Yeah. Well, how do people get to Paranormal World? And, um, uh, forget about that part. We'll talk about oh, that when we come back. Well, You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojinet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, uh, Radio Crackled, iTunes, Podcast, Spirit Box, K2. We'll even post you a transcript if you Yeah, have there you go. ID. So we'll be right back after the following messages.
Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be. With remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased, we'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parax family. Greetings and felicitations. I am Ron Kolek, New England's own Van Helsing. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the Blonde Bombshell. And we're here at the elegant Benford Hall, the Downton Abbey of Menos. And we would like to extend a formal invitation to you. To tune in every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. On Tokenet, Parax, Ghost Channel, and Planet Paranormal. You can even listen live on your smartphone with your tuner app. I'll catch the podcast on iTunes. And now, time for tea. Felicitations. Uh, uh, because nobody in Britain says felicitations except apparently... Let it go. Let it no, go. No, no, no. Let anyway, it go. Welcome- let it go, let it go. Da, 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 da. Hey, welcome back to two of Ghost Chronicles, the international edition, with uh, me over in Wales on apparently a very bad Skype connection tonight. Uh, we have, so it's evening here, it's middle of the afternoon for our main host, New England's own Van Helsing, and it's, uh, what time is it in Arizona? It is for 12, our guest? 12.31, sorry. <laughs> we don't expand the world on Ghost Chronicles International, we span time itself. Uh, so, Dave, how, before the break, I was asking you, how can people get to uh, Paranormal World? How can people get to PAPS? Oh, God, I wish you'd change that acronym. Sorry, Steve. Um, 
yeah, you can either Google my name, Dave Blank Paranormal. Um, there, there's various links on Google which will come up. Um, uh, we're close. We're all, close. Not all of them are good. Not all of them are good, but you, in some way, shape, or form, you'll be able to find Paranormal World uh, there. You look terrible in the thong on that picture. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. I was younger then. All right, just a little bit wilder. Um, I'm thinner. So am I, since I've been in this heat. It's so hot here. Anyway, excuse me. Um, also, on Facebook, if you type in your search bar, Paranormal World Group, you'll, you'll find us a community of 13,200 people. If you want to look at the admin, Steve's an admin. That might help you as well, uh, under the admins list. And, and also, if you want to check out the Phoenix, Arizona, Paranormal Society website. That's the same name dot com. You know, you'll yeah. be able to find us. Don't don't type Paps into Google. It'll go horribly wrong if your children are around. You're a traitor. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show, of course. And um, I had a question for you. Oh yeah, the uh, so we were talking uh, a little bit before the break about uh, evidence and uh, it, it's so. <sighs> I don't know. It's so. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Steve? You. I have no idea. Go you do. You're like a brother to me. You can read my mind. Uh, it's so. Uh, you know, contradict. Not contradictory, but I mean, it's seen through everybody's eyes is differently. Uh, it, is there a way to make a standard? Uh, evidentially grit or something so that people all oh, have um, where where are we going to discretionary that's good yeah. yeah or where is the boggle threshold hmm. um, can, we, can we put that in plain English sorry yeah. <laughs> sure it sure. would appear to be that everybody's uh, standard of evidence is based upon their personal beliefs and expectations and desires um, yeah. So how do we standardise that, you know, because one person's evidence is another person's explanation? That, I, I know exactly what you mean there, Steve. Um, well, we'll answer the question if you know Okay, exactly. hold on, let me get round to it. I could be a politician. Okay, he's um, going to pull out his uh, little pre-written uh, <laughs> uh, piece on that. I know they were going to ask me this, so I've got it all written down. Yeah, hold on, I, haven't, I, haven't I found it, I found it. Yeah. Oh. He's, he's just rapidly Googled evidence. <laughs> I'm really, really not that, not that quick and not that on the boil. Um, I, all I'd say is, um, because you have to be careful with people. You don't want to upset them. You don't want to offend them. You know, for me personally, and especially when you, you know, I've known Steve for a few years and I talk with various other people in the community. I think the best way is to go a little bit more old-fashioned. And that's not always, you know, 10,000 pieces of equipment on you. Just go in there and have the bare minimum and see what, see what feelings you come out with then. That's, that's how I play it. Um, regarding evidence, you know, some people base their, their standards on, you know, TV programs. Well, unfortunately, that's not really how it is. And, that, and I, make, I make that very clear to people because, you know, the TV programs... They, they do, in a way, set the marker, unfortunately. And, you know, it's a little bit disappointing, but it's TV. You know, that does affect people's perception of what real evidence is and what isn't. And 
the Oculus to me is one of those devices that I'd say, no, no, just throw it out, personally. Step away from the Oculus. Oh, anyways. Um, <laughs> it, it, so would you say the paranormal evidence is more the experience or is it something that you can physically capture like some scratchy sound or uh, you know fuzzy picture I think it's both I think it's oh, okay. both uh, Ron um, you, you probably know when, when you go to a haunted location your hackles are up there's something more it's not, you're not just relying on the equipment you, you know there's something more there um, and you know that comes with experience as well I'd say uh, Does it? Well, I think so. You've you've probably been on so many ghost hunts, Steve. You probably know, you know, whether a location is haunted or not, even probably without your equipment. Right. Yeah. He knows where to go to get a cigarette smoke. <laughs> yeah. You see, the thing the thing is, you, um, yeah, you're right in one respect. In the experience does play a part in it because uh, I would get. I, I would probably suggest that, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm rarely caught out, but I am still caught out, and that's a fascinating thing, because the paranormal is, a, is unpredictable, and I think you would be naive and stupid if you, if you for one minute, believed that you had, uh, you, know, you had that level of competence or expertise, um, or could never be caught out, as uh, I alluded to before with Fort Constitution, where a ghost box seemingly did something that... that it was totally intriguing uh, and inexplicable, and, we and, and that's a lot. Wait, but that's a lot coming from Steve because he used to always call it the broken radio. So I, you well, know, I still do call it the broken radio. Yeah, me because too. In the majority of cases, what you're dealing with is people. Listen, uh, it's, it's audio pareidolia. Yeah. However, uh, and it, the, what happened at Fort Constitution, which you'll have to scroll back through the different episodes to find out um, the details, but a, a radio started to, to respond in a way that was uh, very unusual and immediately unusual and very, very different. It has happened several times before, but not on the scale that took place at Fort Constitution. Now, don't take my word for it. I'm not an expert in radio, but we were blessed that night because uh, we were inside a U.S. Coast Guard base. And the Coast Guard officer who had been assigned to take care of us that night was an Actually very experienced... Yeah, well, he was a, an experienced uh, Coast Guard radio operator. And uh, it was his opinion of the radio signal that came through on the radio, uh, the jack that was in use, that uh, um, intrigued me most. Because he said that what, what he thought we were dealing with was a radio response in that somebody was actually using a radio transmitter to, uh, to to respond to my questions. Now, my questions weren't asked by a radio. They were spoken quietly in a closed room. Um, there were no radio transmitters uh, nearby. Um, I, we, we, I think, could safely rule out room bugs and uh, somebody with a radio transmitter nearby. Well, the, the thing about the broken radio, too, is because it constantly scans, therefore you're picking up different frequencies at all times. Yeah. But the responses we got were, were direct responses. They were conversational in that uh, there was no delay. I, I would ask a question. The response was immediate. It was at a completely different volume than the background FM clatter that you get from the from the Jack Hack. So, 
This makes an um, interesting point then, Steve, because, uh, Dave, I want to ask your opinion now. Steve just told you that. So mm. how would you take that? Uh, I mean, it's not, um, it's not, any of the equipment we have is not 100%. We know that. We, you, you know, they're, they're only giving us a slight marker of possible activity. Um, there's always, there's always, contrary to perception, you know, maybe there is something to this equipment. But I, I can't put my finger on whether or not how good of a, a piece of equipment the broken radio is. I, I can't. So I'd rather stay away from that. To, you know, maybe I'm closing myself in somewhat, but it's not. To me, I don't, I don't like that. You know that that piece of equipment, personally. Yeah. But okay. Now you know Steve. You you respect yeah. Steve, I assume. And um, of course I do. You heard uh, what he said. So do you take him for his word for that what he said is the truth? <laughs> That's a good one. Now you now, now you bear, put me bear, on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Bear in mind, Dave, that there were. Eight, seven or eight witnesses plus a Coast Guard officer. Who I'm, I'm, who I'm sure. No, no pressure sure there, Dave. No pressure. Who I'm sure would verify <laughs> what took place. Right, I think I'm going to diplomatically back out of this one and say that us as a team, we've actually had good, sensible responses as well from the radio. But for me personally, to me, that's not enough. To me, it's not enough. But, you know, maybe for others it is. And it, it would be interesting if you went back what other responses you were getting. Not not just the, the voices you were getting back on the radio, but was there any other phenomena happening at, at the same time this was going on? Right. Well, that that would interest me. Good ask exactly. me. Okay. I'm here. So, I'm a first-person witness. Okay. Well, what, what else was going, what else was going on at the same time you were getting the radio? Were you not at all. No temperature fluctuations. Zero no. zip zilch. Nothing. Nothing but then again, at but, all. But, but then again, it wasn't like it was a proper investigation, no. too. So, However, I was okay. going to say that psychical research um, is, is littered with... I mean, one of the holy grails for psychical researchers is a phenomenon called the dropping communicator. Now, this doesn't normally refer to the radio. However, it can... Uh, it does normally refer to sounds communications or Ouija boards where the, they are looking for one thing, they're trying to communicate with one uh, entity or, and something completely unexpected, a curveball communication comes in that later makes, uh, appears to make sense. Uh, so, as I say, I would put that into that category. You know, the radios, my, my thoughts on the broken radio, on the, the hack shacks and the ghost boxes, I well-known. Um, they are like crack cocaine to ghost hunters. You know, you put one of them in a room and everybody's talking to the dead within five minutes. Um, but on a, on a number of very rare occasions, notably before Constitution, uh, where it, it was prolonged over two sessions uh, of about 20 minutes duration, um, something in, that I wasn't able to explain. And what I thought was most significant is that somebody who spends their working life um, and has done for, for more than 10 years listening to radio in a professional capacity, so he's trained to pick out the, you know, 
signals within audio within uh, sort of radio signals and uh, their ears are tuned to radio said that the, the voice that came through the responding vo- voice that came through uh, was significantly different from the background FM actor. now that's what I found most interesting not that I thought it was interesting I'm just somebody who listens to these devices occasionally but that a, an experienced radio officer uh, in the US Coast Guard uh, um noticed that there was something highly unusual about the signal as well. Mm-hmm. Now, you want my opinion? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I respect Steve, and I find him a most honorable man, and I believe that he definitely uh, experienced what he's telling me. Uh, however, I don't have much faith in the, the radio as, a, as well, um, and have never really had any great experience or seen any great experience with it. That being said, I believe that what happened is something that you put in that little box. You, it's there, it's documented, and that's mm-hmm. all you can really say. Because I certainly wasn't there at the time, mm-hmm. and and I'm certainly you know skeptical about you know that piece of equipment to start with. But I do believe that, as Steve told me, that's what happened. But I can't tell you, okay, he was communicating with the ghost. So that uh, I just... You know, that would be my, my response exactly had the story been... had the situation been reversed. And in fact, um, after, the, after it took place, a number of people who'd been in the room, because the, the communicator gave a name of Tom uh, in response to the question, asking for the name. Now, a little later, people started to Google the name in association with the location, uh, at which point I said, no, you, you can't be doing that because we only have a name. There is, you're now making a connection that doesn't exist. Exactly. Um, you, know, you know, so that's, that's at the point where it, it was starting to go too far. Um, you know, yes, we had the name Tom. We were at a, a location, but that doesn't necessarily mean a link. And I know from, from uh, research that they're reading that's been done on research and experiences with dropping communicators, they there is no suggestion or indication that they have anything whatsoever to do with the location of the communication. In fact, if we look back to Borley um, and the famous Sunex Amores um, seances in which the uh, the rectory was predicted to burn down, albeit they got the de- they got the year wrong, but they got the date more or less right. Um, that w- that took place in London, you know, some seventy or eighty miles away from the location of Borley. Um, the most the, Perhaps one of the most famous drop-ins was the R101, uh, which took place between Harry Price and uh, Eileen Garrett. They were actually trying to communicate with the, uh, the spirits of the recently deceased Sir Arthur Conan Doyle when um, Captain Irving, um, a member of the crew of the uh, ship, the, the R101, that had crashed uh, a few days earlier at Bavaille in France, uh, just broke through and started to give them information that seemed to be, uh, you know, uh, come from, it didn't make any sense because it, there was no relevance to it. Nobody could understand. There is some controversy message. about that incident, by the way, that case. Um, there always will be. Um, there is controversy. I'm, I'm sure skeptics can raise controversy about most things. And in fact, there should be, there should always be controversy about um, paranormal Incidents, because we we don't, you know, we should, you said don't take my word for it. 
Um, you know, I was there when it took place. It satisfied my threshold for interest. I don't expect it would satisfy anybody else's. And if the if the shoe had been on the other foot, so to speak, and you'd tell me the story, I would have taken you at your word because I trust you. But at the same time, you know, that was your experience. I can't be there. Exactly. Um, so so it was genuinely interesting. Absolutely. I'm trying to avoid saying that word. I've been using intriguing and everything oh, except. You did use interesting before. That's why I wanted to go. Damn. Yeah, it snuck it in, but that's all right. Uh, so, <laughs> what? <coughs> Moving right along. So, uh, Dave, uh, do you think that the paranormal, because everybody, you know, evidence is different, do you think it's more of a religion than it is any type of uh, science, really, in, in that, you know, one person's EVP is another person's, you know, uh, static? Um, <laughs> uh, I disagree with that. I, I think it is a science. I'm pretty sure it's a science. There, there are, you know, parts of the community which use it for their own um, own means to, you know, especially the new age community. Um, I've got nothing against new age, the new age community, but it doesn't really have a place in objective UFO research or, you know, ghostology or psychical research. There's no place for that in my mind. Uh, mm -hmm. That because it's a phenomena. It's not the second coming. It, it's not, <laughs> you know. Um, and I think it, it's quite often manipulated to, and this is what I see on the internet. This is what I see on Facebook and with many of the news stories. It's always been manipulated and, and pushed out in a way that so sensationalistic. Um, you know, a lot of people just don't know what to believe anymore. Right. Uh, the, uh, you know, you, what if we're dealing with something that is, well, yeah, well, that's. What if we're dealing with something that is totally undefinable according to UFOs, ghosts, whatever, mm. is, is all something that is not in any of those categories. It's something beyond ghosts, something beyond UFOs. It could be, say, dimensional beings for a sake. What if it's something like that? Are we, are we still, because we're narrowing our search, can we still find evidence? Uh, um, the way I right. see it, it, wait, 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 one more second. Let me finish, uh, clear it a little bit more. Okay. Or is it like Steve said? We're looking for Tom for the location. So the same thing. We're looking for a specific thing. You know that. So we're kind of narrowing our research. Um. <sighs> I know. Uh, I kind of know what you're saying. Sense what you're... out of the chaos. Oh. Yeah, we're trying yeah. to make sense out of it. I mean, that, that name came through. Um, now, I, I just, I, my approach is to just you know, note the experience. We had that name. We had the experience. I didn't make the link to Fort Constitution. However, there were others who were investigators who immediately, you know, jumped onto Google and tried to make a link. Oh yeah. And when they when they discovered that two lighthouse keepers at Fort uh, at Portsmouth right Lighthouse had had the, had the name Tom. They immediately assumed that we were 
speaking to on the lighthouse keepers. Now that clearly isn't the case, and that's where the problem lies. People go, you know, they research the history of a location, and then any phenomena that are reported are immediately associated with the history, um, and that's a fundamental mistake that, that yeah, a lot famous of ghost syndrome investigators make. Yeah, yeah, can, all the ghosts are Anne Boleyn or Mary. Queen can I just Scott, add except that in Arizona? Yeah, yeah go no. ahead. Can I just add that, you know, just because we're getting intelligent responses, that doesn't mean that, you know, we know that possibly spirits lie. So why should everything be taken as gospel, um, as exact information, when nine times out of ten it's probably not, you know? Well, well, um, you just you just made two assumptions right away, but you just made two assumptions right there. First of all, you believe you're talking to the dead right away, yes. so you're saying that they're spirits. And second of all, you say they, they lie, and I'm not sure what you base that on, because we don't right. even know what we're talking with. But we can't assume that they're telling the truth either, Ron. We can't exactly. even assume that they're dead people. Exactly. There you go. We can't assume anything. That's, That's why we're exactly. here. That's what I was, we're, that was which the whole is, point. Which, we're here to measure which is a, why, a phenomena, you know. Yes, Sorry, several, Steve. I was going to say that several times you have made assumptions. Now, in science, certain assumptions are sometimes made in order to progress an experiment. For example, you know, you, you assume a set of uh, projected values in order to test an idea. But what often happens in psychical research is people assume that the dead are talking to them and don't quite any further. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is a good point. We don't know really what we're dealing with. You know, um, are they dead people? Are they, uh, are they still alive? Supposedly, you know. Is it just our own mind talking through the machine? You got RSPK to consider. Exactly, that's very true. Um, and it wasn't me just projecting the voice of Tom into the radio that night. Or someone else in the room. Or someone else in the room. Yeah, we don't know. That's the interesting. That's, that's, that's why, why so much research has to be done, yeah. and, and not only just in the field, but also in the laboratory. We 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 forget the laboratory. We we've uh, thrown that away, really. Well, well, when we, it depends on the parapsychologists who live in the lab laboratory. I mean, most of them are best off, you know, left there and forgotten with the doors locked. Whatever. Anyways, yeah, Dave, they, they, I, I hate to say this, but they, we've they, they steal ideas and plagiarize stuff, you know, but not really. You know, <laughs> uh, we have to say goodbye to you, so. Uh, Thank you. Oh, Thank no, you. No, sorry, not me. No, can, I, can, I, can I just say something? Oh, um, yeah, we, absolutely. I'd just like to say that out here in the West, it's somehow it's sometimes overlooked when people think of hauntings in America. It's usually the East Coast that gets the. A good reputation. Yeah, there's no it, ghosts out there. We all know that. Exactly. No, but I, I would say come out to the west. There's just as many hauntings here, and there's far more UFO sightings. Thank you. Well, we keep we keep asking Togginet, who are based just down the road in Texas. Um, you know, we're always open to us, guys. Lisa, you know, they fly from yeah. London as well, you know. So, uh, Dave, we want to thank you. We've been speaking with Dave. Uh, oh, this. Doorbell, pizza from the dead here, which means we've got to wrap it up. So, Dave, uh, we've been speaking with you from Paranormal World and PAPS, and uh, hopefully you still have a team. Uh, if you don't, then <laughs> we'll adopt you. Uh, yeah. Thanks, gents. It's been great we'll to be him, on. Yeah. We'll have him yeah. as a mascot. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Dave. Thanks, sir. Cheers, Dave.
Cheers. All right, that was interesting. That was fascinating. And, you know, Dave, Dave has put together an excellent um, Facebook group, Paranormal World. And it is a, it's one of those go-to sites that, you, you know, that is worth checking out and, and putting in your favorites list. Yeah, for some reason I've been banned from it. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm an admin. Well, if you play again, I'll put you back in because I'm an admin. Oh, on really? Admin, really? So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I can put you back in. So, Halloween's nearly upon us. Yes, it is, and uh, one minute left of the show. Looking, I bet you're looking forward to the rest, then, when it's over. I'm looking forward to working on my house. The love shack needs some tender love and care, and I'm ready to go all yeah. guns. So does ours, because we noticed tonight our oil boiler, central heating boiler, is sprung an oil leak, so that's my oh, that's next not job. Good. As soon as I come off air tonight, that's the next job. Hmm. So, uh, All right, so uh, it's been good. Well, you have uh, a Dave, good Halloween. Dave was, Dave was interesting. We brought up some good points. And we, when we talk about this stuff, you know, we just want you to think about what we're doing, what you're doing, what the world is doing. And, you know, we're not saying right or wrong. Just think. That's all. Question everything. Exactly. So, anyways, time to go. Well, I'm going to echo the words of Nathan. Until next time, happiness and peace. Oh, so, by the way, tomorrow night, okay. video broadcast of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. So, uh, tune in. Yeah, uh, Ron will be in the dressing up box along with. I will. Dan, I will. I've no Absolutely. doubt. Yeah, and the we'll Halloween be, special. We'll be doing a Kabbalah. Oh, oh, my God. That's going to be worn out before I get there. Yeah. So, good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.